You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Heidi, and you're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People. Um, Funny thing, this morning I was in the middle of writing this podcast, and there was a couple posts in the Strength Within support group that were exactly what I had decided to write this podcast on this morning. So I guess sometimes what's needed just shows up. Uh, The topic this week is why is it so hard to feel peace and there's a whole bunch of things that go with why we can't find peace um i really like to be able to give people steps for forward motion Uh, we can read about the toxic traits we can read what they do we can continually sit with our faces in the computer looking for validation that we're in a toxic relationship But we also have to go, okay, so this is where I am. What do I do next? So this episode is geared towards um, probably a little bit more the people who have removed themselves, thinking that that was going to be the end all, and now they're struggling outside of the toxic relationship. So for those of you who right now in your journey are still in it, This is going to be an episode that is going to help you because you're going to know a little bit more about what to expect. On the day that you decide to break ties with the toxic person in your life, there is going to be some things that are probably harder than you think they should be. Uh, There's going to be some things that you never anticipated showing up. And for those who are out, you're going to really relate to some of these things that I'm going through because we picture if we could just get out of this, everything is going to be perfect. And some of you are sitting out there now going, I'm out of it, and this is really hard. So I'm going to kind of give you some of the things that I felt after being um, able to remove myself from toxic relationships. And I'm hoping that some of the things that I can list and maybe some of the steps that I took to get through it will help some of you. So let's talk about what our life looks like when we're in a toxic relationship. And again, this may be a friendship, this may be a family type situation, this may be something with a coworker, this may be an intimate relationship, or this may be a marriage um, spouse type situation. But what does your life look like when you're in a toxic relationship? The biggest thing that I remember is there was zero time for myself. You know, and even if there was time for myself, I felt guilty the entire time I was doing something for myself. You felt a little fearful when you're doing something for yourself because you're probably not supposed to be doing something for yourself. Time and energy is meant to be spent on and for the toxic person. So struggling in this suffocating feeling, trying to find time for yourself to do what you enjoy 
is very, very difficult. Life in a toxic relationship is very chaotic. Toxic people are addicted to chaos. Why? Because they can stir up the unpredictability and constantly be changing plans and making last minute plans and throwing curveballs all the time. It keeps things very chaotic. How does that work to the advantage of the toxic person? It keeps everyone's attention on them. What's coming next? What do I need to be ready for? Oh, yesterday the attitude was this and now today it's completely different. So when you're constantly feeling that chaos and you're running 100 miles an hour, it's very difficult for you to take the time to find peace in any type of situation like that. Toxic relationships are very hot and cold. It kind of goes with the unpredictability. Very, very inconsistent um, attributes are found within a toxic person. If they can be inconsistent, they can keep everybody guessing. And when they're keeping everybody guessing, everybody's anticipating what their next move is and what, as a result, their next move needs to be. If they're going to do this, I'm going to be ready to do this. If this happens, I'm going to be prepared to do this. If, if everything comes out like I think it's going to, I'm going to do it this way. If it comes out a different way, I'm going to do it this way. So the inconsistency keeps our attention on them. And when we're running around 100 miles an hour in the chaos, they have control over what we're doing. Toxic relationships require a lot of approval seeking. Toxic people like you to be dependent on them for your emotional needs, for your financial needs, for your social needs, for everything. So when the criticisms and the comparisons come up and toxic people feel better when other people are struggling, we talk about that all the time, we feel like we need to get approval. So we try harder and we try to do better and we take the blame and we accept responsibility for things we never should have just for the desire to be good enough and feel like we're finally approved of. We're always trying to stay one step ahead because if we can anticipate it, which we can, because if you've been in a toxic cycle for a while, you know the cycle. You can feel it coming. So we're always trying to stay one step ahead while we're trying to manage what's going on in the present. And the whole time we're trying to do this, we're walking on eggshells. So everything is this ridiculous balancing act to keep conflict down, to try and keep them happy, to not show disapproval, to make sure we are showing respect and being very quiet and submissive, for a lack of a better term, to the personality that is toxic. Um, life in a toxic relationship, as far as I can remember, I had a pain in my stomach almost 100% of the time. We've talked about it in previous podcasts. The pain in your stomach is your body's natural defense mechanism telling you something's wrong. But when you stay in it and you live with that pain in your stomach, you don't notice it anymore because it becomes completely normal. Toxic relationships cause us to overthink. We overanalyze everything because again, we're trying to keep them happy. We're trying to stay out of trouble. We're trying not to disappoint them. Seeking approval all the time makes us overthink every situation. Toxic people also don't tell us the whole story. So it causes us to overthink to try and fill in the gaps. And then when we overthink and we have something incorrect, then they can deflect onto us that we're overreacting or that we're too sensitive. Life in a toxic relationship instills fear. 
not only fear of the toxic person, but fear to trust yourself. Fear that you're making the right decisions for you. Fear that you're not going to make them mad. The decision-making part of the toxic relationship is one of the things that keeps you dependent on them. If they criticize your decisions or make sure that you know every decision you make is wrong, even down to the littlest decisions, you will quit making decisions. You will allow somebody else to make your decisions. You find yourself bending over backwards for no reason. The bending over backwards and being super flexible and viable for everybody else soon becomes your personality. Oh, you need this? Okay. Oh, you want that? Okay. What can I do next? So when you've been in an environment like this, asking how you can find peace isn't that surprising. You, you feel like you are sentenced to life with no chance of parole. I remember thinking you are never going to get out of this. You are way too scared of yourself to actually think that you could do it. And what are other people going to think? And I know this is going to be my fault. So these are all things that are happening and going on within a toxic relationship. But if you've been able to remove yourself, then why are you now not feeling peace? Because when you were in the toxic relationship, you really felt like if I could just get out of this, it's going to be so easy. So why can I not grasp the feeling of peace and calm? Well, there's many reasons for that. Because you're used to the chaos, Peace seems very uncomfortable. And this is something that I had to learn. You know, I was out of the toxic relationship. I was in a safe place. I was felt like I was happy. So why did I always have this uneasy feeling? Well, the reason is, is you are so used to operating in a chaotic environment that when nothing's going on, it's very, very uncomfortable. You're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Something should be going on. What's coming down the pipe next? And when you're living in, you know, you're in your new little apartment or you're in a safe place or you're out into a, maybe a new relationship or a new friendship or you've already moved to a new job, why are you still feeling so uncomfortable? Because you've left that toxic person and you're really trying to get away from them. So why is it so upsetting when there's quietness around? Truth is, they have trained you to live in chaos. And when you're trained to live in chaos, when nothing is going on, your mind tells you something's wrong because nothing's going on. The other thing when you are in a toxic relationship and one of the reasons why you maybe are having trouble feeling peace is ask yourself where your attention was when you were in that relationship. They require the control, the power, the attention, and the admiration. When you are involved with a toxic person, no matter what level, your attention is on them because they require it. So now that you're out, why is your attention still on them? You should be able to focus on yourself. You should be able to foster new friendships. You should be able to start your hobbies again, but because they've trained you that your attention always had to be on them or else, your attention is going to go to them even when you've exited the relationship. They have trained you to keep your attention on them. One of the other reasons we have a problem finding peace is we're not used to or we don't even realize that we don't know how to put ourselves first. We have put ourselves last on the list for so long that we don't even realize we're doing it. 
And if somebody says, you need to love yourself more or you need to make yourself a priority, we don't even realize that we're not doing it, let alone know the steps to take to do it. Why? Because they've trained you that your place is at the bottom of the list. So then when you're out and you're seeking peace, you still feel the guilt. You still hear them calling you selfish for wanting to put yourself first, for, you know, celebrating your accomplishments or being successful. You were always made to feel guilty when you accomplished something or you did something for yourself or something in your life brought you joy. So you're not used to having permission to put yourself first because they trained you that way. This is one thing that I found and, and instead of just getting rid of it, I actually incorporated it into my life and turned it into something positive. One of the reasons you can't find peace in a toxic relationship is you are very, very programmed to operate off of a list. Now, they may not have handwritten you a list, but you knew every day that there were certain things that had to be done, how they had to be done to keep the peace in that relationship. You operated off a list to keep their approval. You operated off of a list of what they needed done. You operated off a list that was driven by guilt because if you didn't, bad things happened. They trained you to operate off of a list. So now you're out seeking peace and nobody's giving you a list. You're seeking peace. One of the other things that makes it very difficult to seek peace is that you doubt your decision-making ability. You doubt your strength. You doubt your self-worth. You doubt your self-confidence. Why? Because they trained you to think that way. Somebody that's confident and, and has value in themselves and is, you know, really good at making decisions is a threat to their control. So they've told you you're a bad decision maker or they've criticized all your decisions so that you can't trust yourself enough to make the right decisions for you. And what happens when you're in a toxic relationship, if your decisions are always criticized, we just quit making decisions. We just sit back and allow decisions to happen or we allow somebody else to make them. So then all of a sudden you're out trying to seek peace, trying to figure out how you're supposed to operate now and you're so fearful that you're going to make the wrong decision that you don't make any. They trained you not to make decisions. The other thing, and I think this was a big thing, you don't know what to expect. When you're in a toxic relationship, you learn how to read the cycle. You learn how to stay one step ahead. You learn what's coming down the pipes. And when you're no longer in contact with them, you don't know what to expect. Now with them not being close to you, you feel very insecure. Because at least you could see it coming. And now you can't see anything. Notice that everything I just, the things that I just mentioned, you were trained in all of those areas. So figuring out and finding your peace is just untraining. Once you understand that it's as simple as reprogramming and untraining, it gets not so overwhelming. They trained you to think that peace was not, they, they trained you to think that peace as you see it was not possible. But at the same time, they're telling you that the relationship is normal so they don't understand why you're feeling bad in it. 
but all you know is you don't feel peaceful even though they're telling you you should. So how do we start finding peace? Let's talk about the living in chaos. If, you, if that has related to you, that you lived in chaos and now you're uncomfortable when nobody's around or there's quiet, calm, a quiet, calm environment, force yourself to sit in silence. You don't have to be doing something productive 100% of the time. Allow yourself to have permission to have downtime. Are you going to feel anxious? Absolutely. This is where the reprogramming comes in. When you start feeling anxious, remind yourself, the only reason I'm feeling anxious is because I'm used to living in chaos. So peace is uncomfortable. So you have to start accepting the calmness and letting it in. Because they've trained you to always have your attention on them. And when you think about it, when you were in a toxic relationship, your attention was on them even when they weren't there. If you were one that was discarded, if you were one that maybe was cheated on, if, if you were one that was received the silent treatment a lot, they knew exactly what they were doing because when they're present, your attention's on them. And when they're absent, your attention is on them. So because it was trained, it can be untrained. Many of you move to a new apartment or you get out and you get safe and where is your attention? It's on them. What are they doing? Who are they with? Are they happy? Why? Because you've been trained to always have your attention on them so your brain doesn't know any different. It's been doing nothing but thinking about them for the last who knows how long and now just because you're out, your brain still thinks about them. So what you need to do is when they get in your head, you have to consciously make a decision to kick them out. Concentrate on something else. Find hobbies, start new things, make new friends, and it's going to seem like a huge effort. But the training was a concentrated training and the untraining has to be concentrated also. And you may have to do this 180 times a day. You catch yourself with your attention going that direction and you go, oh, not today, and you move it. And 10 minutes later, you might be removing your attention from them again. But it is retraining and I promise you it works. Allow yourself to go to the front of the line for once. Feel the guilt and do it anyway. Self-care is not selfish no matter how many times in your toxic relationship you were told you were selfish. It is absolutely not selfish. Guilt is an emotion. Toxic people are emotional controllers. So your body gets used to feeling guilt and it doesn't like it. So what we were trained to do was quick fix it so that guilty feeling would go away. You cannot feel guilty unless you're allowing somebody else to make you feel guilty. So if you don't have anything to feel guilty over, don't feel guilty over it. Start with the small things when you start putting yourself at the front of the line. Buy a new pair of shoes. Buy a new power tool. You know, a new hairdo does wonders. Start making changes, things that make you happy. Allow yourself to spoil yourself a little bit. And when you feel the guilt, say to yourself, I'm allowed to take care of myself. I am allowed to be first on the priority list. This is okay. Nothing bad is going to happen because this is how it's supposed to be. And it doesn't have to cost you anything. It could be a cup of coffee in quiet for 10 minutes while you're watching the squirrel in the front yard. 
It could be reading a book. It could be taking a bath. My favorite thing was to get in my car and drive with the music that I liked. Toxic people are looking for a bargain. When you start taking care of yourself, your value of yourself comes up. You know, and we're not a bargain. The people who want to be in our lives are going to have to get used to paying for somebody who's freaking expensive. And as you start taking care of yourself, the more you will see you're not a bargain. You are expensive. And the people that see that are going to respect that. So don't feel guilty about putting yourself first. This next one is the one that I said I incorporated in my life and turned something very negative into something positive. If you're, if you're feeling like you don't know what you should be doing with your time because you're so used to operating off of a list, go ahead and write yourself lists. I used to think I cannot wait until I don't have a list. But then I really didn't know how to function because I had been so trained to operate off of a list of expectations or a list of duties that needed to be done that I didn't know where to start. So I started writing lists. It works great. And it's a safe balance for you to feel accomplished. You're already used to checking boxes off, but this time you're checking boxes off of the things that you've made a priority. You know, the feeling of checking your own boxes off is a good feeling. It's a feeling of self-accomplishment. It adds to your value. It adds to your confidence. It adds to your self-worth. And it's much better than when you're checking off the things on somebody else's to-do list. That doesn't make you feel valuable. That makes you feel used. Toxic people make us doubt ourselves. It gives them an immense amount of power and control if you don't have the ability to trust yourself in your decisions. Now, I am the first to tell you that change is fearful, but I am also the first to tell you that overcoming fear is where you find your freedom. So if you are one that feels like you are stuck, you can't find peace because you have all these decisions to make and you don't know how to start making them, we don't start with the big decisions. We start with the little decisions. And a lot of times I'll have my clients do this. Go to the grocery store. Buy a different brand of everything that you normally buy. You're still buying the same thing. You're just buying a different brand. Because if you get home and you don't like it, throw it away and go back to the store and buy the other one. You know, consciously decide what you want to wear in the morning. You know, what color is going to make me happy? I'm going to consciously start making small decisions. So when I'm comfortable making small ones, the big ones will come a lot easier. And the hairdo thing for females is huge. You all know, should I cut my hair? Yeah, but if I cut it off, then it's going to take forever to grow. And maybe I shouldn't cut it, but maybe I should. And I really want to because I want to style it. But And what do you do? We don't cut our hair. Because all of these what ifs about cutting our hair. And what if we hate it? And what if our friends liked it longer? And what? Go cut your hair. It grows. That's gonna, that is one thing that, that I figured out. The cutting your hair was a change that there is what ifs if you cut your hair. But you know what? The world doesn't end when you cut your hair. And it gives you a little bit of self-confidence and a new personality and it changes the way you look. And getting used to change is really, really good. When you realize it isn't as scary as you thought, then the bigger decisions are gonna come easier. And I had to learn by this motto, but who cares if you make the wrong decision? Like, is there even really a wrong decision? If you make something that feels like the wrong decision, you just make another one. You know, I, I've had to figure out that it's not really failing. You're just changing directions. 
It's just, oh, that didn't work. What should we do next? So don't be scared of making decisions because you can always make another one. You are also in your journey for peace. You are also still probably very bonded to this person. We invest emotions into relationships. So just to cut off the caring and to cut off the worry and to cut off the feeling sorry for them is a way that they bond us to them. You know, you're bonded to them for survival when you're in a toxic relationship. And so away from them, it's very scary. But remember this, you could not control what they said or did when you were in the toxic relationship. So don't expect to control what they say or do now that you have removed yourself and you're seeking your peace. We have to accept them for who they are and take them out of our life. The only thing we can control is what we do and where we move forward from this. Let them be themselves while you move on to the fantastic journey of discovering who you are and who you were supposed to be and finding peace and happiness. You are an amazing person if you have survived the turmoil of a toxic relationship. And I promise you, if you survived in it, you are going to survive and you are going to thrive out of it. I believe in every single one of you, no matter where you are in your journey, whether you're still seeking to remove yourself or you've removed yourself and you're seeking peace, do not look backwards. You are not going that direction. You are going the other direction. The definition of peace is freedom from disturbance. If you start putting yourself first and understanding why you're feeling the way you are, why you're feeling uncomfortable when there's not chaos, why you're feeling the fear of making decisions, why you're worried about what they're doing. If you start putting yourself first and understanding those things, you don't have to worry about finding peace. Peace is going to find you. Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at coachingwithdrheidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic.